like to welcome you to Hopeful Conversations, hosted by Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. We are so excited you are joining our conversations. Our mission today is to encourage and challenge you as well as fill you with hope from God's Word. Just like the psalmist said in Psalms 103 verse 5, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in His Word I hope. We thank you for joining us today on Hopeful Conversations and pray you will grow in the waiting and rely on hope from God's Word. I now give you Jody and Carolyn. Welcome back to Hopefield Conversations. I'm Jody, and this time I do not have um, a partner in crime, so to speak, with me, Carolyn. She's out right now, but I have two very special guests with me today. I'm super excited to bring to you. I have Mark Stauffer. Say hi, Mark. Hi. <laughs> and his beautiful, lovely, amazing wife, Kim. Hi. Yay, you're going to get to hear from both of them, and they're going to do more of the talking than me this time, and, and I hopefully nobody's saying yay, but <laughs> um, but we thought uh, uh, having Mark uh, join us was uh, the perfect opportunity to bring something um, uh, to kind of launch us out for the summer. We're going to bring something a little different to you over the summer months, uh, that is. Uh, we're focusing on what we're going to call Summer in the Psalms. I mean, when I say that, for me, it just already sounds refreshing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, who doesn't love a good psalm, right? Uh, but our focus are, it will primarily be Psalms 119. But today we're going to kick it off with our very own minister of worship and his wife, um, who, by the way, is both of them are just so gifted. If, if you've not... Um, uh, been here at Inglewood Baptist Church, you can go online and just see how they lead as a, a couple and a team very often on the um, on the stage at, uh, at church and really are just gifted in the way that they usher us to the throne of, of Christ. And it's a beautiful, beautiful gift that I know that you don't want any glory for that. I'm giving glory for it, but your willingness and obedience uh, makes a difference in, in our lives. So thank you all for serving the way that you do um, before the Lord. Before we get started, I want to open us in prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your word in the Psalms. It is refreshing because in so many ways, uh, it, it, it demonstrates the ebb and flow of our lives, the ups and downs, the lows and the highs. And we can glean so much wisdom and hope and encouragement uh, and insight from your word. So, Lord, I pray uh, as we launch the summer off, the summer in Psalms with this beautiful couple, I pray that you would use what we share today to glorify your name, to draw your children closer to you, and to draw those that don't know you into uh, into the family, Father God. And so, Lord, use uh, today and the rest of the summer as we continue to open up your word in the Psalms 119 that, Lord, you would just do what only you can do and that you would um, uh, just ultimately be glorified. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Kim, I wanted, I thought it'd be better to ask you instead of Mark, but I'm not sure because when we started recording, y'all were debating about how long you've been married. But, <laughs> Kim, tell us a little bit about your, your very basic things about your family. Well, Mark and I have been married 21 and a half years. And um, we have three boys. Um, two are his step step boys, 28, okay. 26, and Michael. Um, he plays the horn up there in the um, 
orchestra for church. Um, he graduates this year. Which is, he's, he's so gifted, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I don't know where he gets that from. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it comes naturally. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. awesome. So 20, 21 and a half. Yeah, I like the half thing, you know. <laughs> that's so cute. Uh, so um, I thought it would be really cool if um, uh, our listeners would get to know you both a, a little bit more intimately as far as, your relationship with Christ, like Mark, if you'll start us off, share with mm-hmm. us a little bit about your God story, your testimony of when you met Christ. Sure. So as a kid, I was growing up in the Catholic church. So we were about as religious as religious gets, you know, I never missed a Sunday. We went to mass all the time. Um, now there's a lot of things you do learn there, you know, cause I've always believed in God, always believed in Jesus, always believed that he rose again, all those sorts of things. But I did not have any kind of personal relationship with him. You know, we would say prayers that were written out and you know, you just sort of repeated that. Um, so it was a lot of just sort of going through the motions. And then as a teenager, you know, I was searching the way a lot of teenagers are and just not in all the right places all the time. Um, so where it all changed for me was my freshman year of college. I went to Penn State University and I was 17 years old. And um, I went to a fair at the beginning of the year where you just sort of sign up for various activities. And my roommate, who I didn't know at all at the time, who would who would become my best friend, even the best man in our wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he was flew here from Germany to be in oh, our wedding. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Um, he was signing up for Campus Crusade for Christ, and he was okay. like, well, you want to sign up for this? I was like, well, I guess, you know. So <laughs> I just signed up, and they came and visited him a couple weeks later, and they didn't, they didn't get to me. I guess he was an E, and I was an S in the alphabet, maybe. <laughs> So it was about a month and a half into college, and some folks came and shared the Four Spiritual Laws books booklet with me. That was Campus okay. Crusades, you know, track. And it just, that was it. That was the missing thing. And I knew that was, you know, God speaking to me, saying, like, I love you. I did this for you personally. I want to know you personally. And that was when I surrendered my life to him. Um, so it was right before my 18th birthday. And at that point, you know, I started to read the scripture and my prayer life and just everything was just took off, you know, and um, it was just within about two months of my salvation that I knew I was being called to be something in music. There were no details, but I just knew that I was supposed to just, that was how I was going to serve. I was going to do something in music. So changed my major. And from the day that I changed my major, I knew that I was going to have to go to school longer because you can't just pick up a music major in the middle of it or even a few months into it. So I spent um, five years there, very involved with Campus Crusade for Christ. And even after doing that for about a year and attending Bible studies, they were trying to get me to be involved in the praise and worship music. At that moment, the only instrument that I could really play that would work for that was the saxophone. I was like, you don't need a saxophone player in here. (laughs) Um, But eventually they sort of talked me into that. And as of my sophomore year, I was 18. I have not stopped doing praise and worship music since then. Wow, I didn't realize that. That is so cool. Right. So, you know, again, I just said, yes, Lord, I'm going to do something in music. Still had no idea what I was going to do. And I just went into music education. It seemed like the easiest or safest thing, I think. Um, And then lo and behold, um, I said, Lord, once I got out of college, I'm going to go wherever you open the door. Mm -hmm. And he opened the door in Nash County, North Carolina. And I moved here at 22 years old, started working for the Nash Rocky Mount School System. 
thinking that I would just do a couple of years as a music teacher and just go back to grad school and do something else. Nope, that's not what God had in store for me. It was about the third year that I was teaching, and he just confirmed me, you know, this is what I want you to do. Wow. Um, and then eventually I, you know, it was actually a little before that that I started attending Inglewood, and it's yeah. kind of the rest is history. So, so How long have you been here now? <laughs> uh, I kind of have to count that every time somebody asks me that. I think I've been attending Englewood for about 26 or 27 years. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. So how many instruments do you actually play now? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a band director, so I kind of have to play. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I want to know. Do you know. Do you need to count those two? You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I always say this <laughs> oh in goodness. terms of there's, I know how to teach all those band instruments, right. but there's only like three or four that I would play in front of people. That's oh, I usually gotcha. how I, I put gotcha. it. Oh, I got you. That's so funny. <laughs> Rather I've learned so much about you already. <laughs> I, that is so cool I, that you would be able to, you would teach more fluidly than actually play some of those. But sure. if you think the times that I've seen seen you, it's been on on the keyboard um, primarily in singing and directing. So I've not seen you play a lot of instruments. So I was like, wait a minute, I bet you know a lot. Like like yeah, that's just not fair. No. <laughs> That's not. No, no. Can I, I tell that. a quick story? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I sing and he um, can accompany me. Uh -huh. And um, I'm like, well, honey, can we learn this song? He goes, well, honey, you know, I need to, you know, practice and everything. And so one time he was um, getting ready to practice for a song that Christy Bullock was going to be, um, <laughs> he's laughing, I was going to be singing on Sunday. Well, this was Saturday. And Sunday's the next day. And he um, sat down at the piano. He listened to it on the tape recorder that she had given him, tape recorder. And uh, <laughs> so that's been years there. ago. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so that has been years ago. But he ended up, um, he listened to it like twice, sat down on the piano, played it twice, went back one more time, listened to it. And then he sat down and played it one more time. He goes, okay, I got it. I went, oh my gosh. That's it? Aren't you going to practice more? He's like, I got it. And I went, you can never tell me again that you cannot learn anything from me if I want to say it. <laughs> okay, but let me clarify something about that. I, I was just playing along with some other people. Like, all I had to do was play a few chords on a uh -huh. string sound. Whatever. And Whatever. I could figure it out That's that fast. I but, I, yeah. you know, again, the music teacher in me has to say that I wouldn't recommend such little preparation <laughs> for that so. but that's how gifted god that's has what given I was about him. To say. god that gifted him in that way a clear story mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us yeah okay that's All a right. gift yeah that that is really good to know my wheels are turning now it's like yeah. oh boy. <laughs> well you know what this is going to be aired so everybody is going to know now and they're mm -hmm. going to be going can you do this for us <laughs> Uh, right, right, yeah. That may Sorry. have happened a few times yeah, before. Yeah, I know, already. right. I know that's awesome. That's awesome. I love your, I love your God story, your testimony. That is so uh, amazing how God orchestrates our lives and lines things up for a divine appointment. And that's what that was. It sounds like to me is totally divine appointment. And then for you to have the discernment to uh, to gain and understand God's prompting and leading and guidance to where you are today and so that speaks volumes of your relationship with Christ and the closeness that you you have at your tune to him as well. Wow, I just thought of that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. She's quick. 
<laughs> Sorry, I digress. Uh, but um, so, uh, Kim, we'd love to hear your your testimony and. I know that you've got some notes, and uh, if you want to read that, that's fine. If you just want to share it, however you want to do that, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. Okay. Well, you know, ever since I can remember, I went to church. Um, I went to daycare. I went to kindergarten. Um, at a church. Oh, okay. I mean, I went to church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sunday school, VBS, oh. as a child, and then um, as a VBS worker, as an adult um, helper, I was in the youth handbill choir, and of course, youth choir, and then adult choir. Wow. Um, you know, I love to sing. Yeah. Um, I was first baptized when I was nine years old, but I believe more it was due to peer pressure. Mm. Um, even though I grew up in a church hearing all the wonderful things of God and that He sent His Son to die for me, I still wondered why. Why would he die for me? I was ugly, guilty of so many things. I was broken. I needed fixed. You see, even as a child and into my adult years, my trust in people had been broken, and I struggled with guilt, shame, brokenness, feelings of not being good enough, smart enough, and honestly, I just I didn't deserve to be loved. Um, I even had suicidal thoughts. Um, I've struggled with overwhelming feelings that I just didn't belong anywhere mm -hmm. um, but because I went to church I put on my little happy face and my little happy mask and in reality I was just miserable I longed to be loved and loved for who I was my faults and all fast forward some years I got married at 19 just two weeks shy of my 20th birthday and I thought I was gonna live happily ever after well that was not the case after 10 years of marriage and two small children two boys ages five and three um, my then husband left me for another woman. Mm -hmm. Can you say those feelings of not being good enough and didn't deserve to be loved came flooding back? Oh yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. They did come back quickly and a lot. Um, so there I was, I cried. I felt ugly, worthless, and unlovable. How could I not? How is anyone ever going to love me? And not just me, but my two sons as well. Besides that, my trust in someone had still been broken again. Would I ever be able to trust anyone again? I cried out to the Lord in desperation, but did I truly trust him? I went on with these feelings of uncertainties, but fast forward again to 2001. Pastor Michael Clower preached on how Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus with just a kiss on his cheek. He mentioned that one could be a Sunday school teacher, nursery worker, a choir member. That was me. I was a choir member and a praise team member. Um, or even a deacon and still betray Jesus with just a kiss on the cheek. It was then that I truly questioned if I was saved. I thought, am I kissing Jesus on the cheek? Am I being real with Jesus? Am I saved or am I fake? Am I just kissing Jesus for my own well-being? Well, that night, I got real with Jesus. Um, you know, those come to Jesus talks, you know, we really had to come to Jesus talk. <laughs> and I told him that I was a sinner and I needed his forgiveness and that I wanted to surrender it all to him. It was then that I felt this sweet peace come over me and that I really cannot explain, though it did bring me literally to my knees and humbled me to tears. Um, since that night, I have to, I've had my share of joys and sorrows, um, yet I've always had this peace inside me knowing that um, Jesus had taken away all my sins and now I have eternal life no matter what. Weeks later, I got baptized. Um, because, like I said before, I got baptized at nine, but I think just that was got peer wet. pressure. I got yeah. wet. <laughs> I truly got baptized. Mm -hmm. And in God's restorative plan, He is so good. He had a second marriage, one grounded in Him, grounded in Him, and on His Word in store for me. You know, we're not perfect. <laughs> Only Jesus is, but we are perfect for mm -hmm. each other. 
And I've always heard growing up in church that Jesus loves me and he never leaves me nor forsakes me. And he is with us always, even into the ends of the earth. And there were times I questioned, was he really? Well, I can say emphatically, yes, every time and every step of the way, though I had to tell myself like David, and here we go, we're going to do Psalms, Psalms 43, 5. Why are you downcast on my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The Lord had not left me. I just needed to remind myself of that, and I had to do it a lot. And even though I struggle with guilt and shame, I knew that his word says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And he did that once and for all when he died on the cross. But that's the good news um, that not only did he die, I know in my heart of hearts three days later, he did come back from that grave. And my Savior lives. Nothing I can do can take that away from him. So I put my hope in him. And Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And let me tell you, I have had to quote that verse to myself <laughs> lots and lots over the years because I've had people um, in my life that wanted to bring up past things to hurt me mm -hmm. and question my salvation, even family members. But I choose to believe who God says I am, and I stand on his promises. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. What? Yes, praise the Lord. I love, love that testimony. Um, and I believe that there are a lot of people that are listening to this needed to hear uh, your story and what uh, God has brought you from and how he brought you to himself and yes. where you are today. And, and we never really arrive. It's uh, as long as we're in the flesh here, we're always going to have a struggle and, yes. and it's a battle until the day that we're in the glory with the Lord. Um, but I love um, that last verse. There's no condemnation. And oftentimes, uh, I don't care who you are. There's there's always a little whisper. Sometimes when you've you uh, there's a challenge in life um, mm -hmm. that that you might come across at some point. If you haven't yet, it's coming. You know, yes. and to be grounded in God's word, to believe His word, to take Him at His word makes all the difference in the world in our lives that we live today. So. Thank you both for your um, bravery and boldness to share your testimony. Um, and uh, I just, I, I know for a fact, I know uh, God doesn't waste um, uh, what he's done in our lives. And I know that he's going to use your testimony. And I'm going to do a shameless plug here. If anybody uh, that uh, is listening to this and, and their testimonies have um uh, impacted you in some way, I'd love for you to email uh, myself and Carolyn at hfc at englewoodbaptist.com um, and love would love to be able to share that encouragement back with these folks. So thank you again. So I want to move on into a little bit more of the conversation uh, leaning toward the book of Psalms. And so it's it's very obvious and evident to myself, and I'm sure those that are with us today, um, uh, that uh, you have Mark a passion for Psalms, uh, <laughs> as we were. We've already been mentioning Psalms a couple of times, um, but uh, what got my attention um, is uh, as we, me and Carolyn, were thinking about the summer, what that looked like. Uh, we thought about the eConnect messages, the devotions that go out weekly to the church members. And you typically 
end up leaning toward the psalm. <laughs> and they're they're always just so rich, so full and inspiring, encouraging and, and give hope. And also I love that it gives just a little you always give a little bit of a unique perspective. And I think perhaps it's because you're uh, a worship leader. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's that's what part of it is, but obviously your heart for the for the Lord. Um so um what I'd like us to do is just kind of focus a little bit about what the Lord has laid on your heart to share from Psalms in your um, in your perspective. Sure. Um, so Psalms, like it all kind of, everything that's a part of my life in that story that I was just telling kind of just all comes together right there. Um, because certainly, yes, it is because I'm leading worship that I'm so drawn to the Psalms. Um, because that, that's basically Israel's hymn book, you know, um, but also the music educator in me um, wants to try to, you know, guide and help and lead people towards, you know, using music as a part of their life. And for the believer, you know, singing praise to God is kind of where it just all comes together. Um, using that innate skill that we have should just be a joyful thing so it, it's just a natural place where i've just sort of settled into um, i love to read the psalms i love to talk about the psalms i love to find music that we sing a lot of the things that we sing in church have quotes from the psalms if you're ever reading a psalm and all of a sudden a song starts going through your mind and and obviously it's not something that just happens here at englewood um, christian writers are writing from the book of psalms all the time um, so much music is just. I've noticed that the more I've been in Psalms, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Wait a minute, that that's in that song that right. I heard on the radio," yes. and I was like, "Yeah, you're right." right. Yeah. So um, when I started to, you know, I was invited to be a part of that eConnect rotation mm -hmm. um, with the rest of the pastors, um, which I felt a great honor of being asked to do that, and no small amount of pressure, <laughs> uh, because my brothers here on the staff are wonderful writers and. Uh, you know, I didn't know if I was going to kind of be able to hang with that. Oh, you're so, doing just well, fine. <laughs> I kind of just went to what I know, which uh -huh. was to write about music in an encouraging way and to link that up with everything that's in God's Word already, you know, because I'm not like a Bible scholar. I haven't attended seminary. I don't know Greek, um, you know, so I just try to, again, blend those two perspectives of leading worship and teaching about music. And that's just kind of where it all comes together. It all just blended together. Mm -hmm. I love that. And continues to because probably four out of five weeks, I write some kind of e-connect, like you said, about mm -hmm. about psalms. No, Is there any particular psalm that's on your heart today? Well, um, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, just as I was thinking through like what we would talk about, you know, there's a verse that I love so much and it's maybe for kind of a silly reason. I love this verse from Psalm 47, 6. It says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our King, sing praises. And I guess I just like it so much because it tells you four times in one <laughs> you verse get it yet? to sing praises. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the e-connect that I've just written to go out tomorrow as we sit and record this, mm -hmm. which I think will be like last week when it, this right. is airing. Next week. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yes, yeah, we'll yes, be yes, thinking yes. back to last week, and <laughs> and I've just I'm kind of confused. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've just kind of summed up, you know, what I have learned from Psalms, just to be real simple. 
in the in this eConnect from uh, the 27th of May, I just put two points in there. One, sing praise to the Lord. <laughs> two, tell of all he has done. Because over and over in the Psalms, that's what's going on. You might be reading a Psalm where there is someone downcast, you know, just like Kim shared that, that verse from Psalms 42 and 43, why my soul are you downcast within me? And yet I will still praise the Lord. It's constantly turning back to you. God is able God is righteous. God is going to triumph over my enemies. God is going to lift me out of this pit that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, God is going to restore me or my nation or my family. Uh, it's always just pointing us to God. And that's that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the whole point that we're supposed to sing praises to him. Now, just to expound a little bit on like I kind of feel like this is like my chance to say this again <laughs> to maybe some more people about yes. about again where these two paths cross, just trying to teach a little bit about music and reflect on everything God's put in this. Well, first of all, the Psalms were all sung. They were all songs. Like, and I just got to be honest, there's a lot of Psalms. I'm like, how is there any, yeah. is, how is it possible to have a rhythm exactly. with some of these that are, I'm just, I don't, yeah, I'm like, what did that sound like back I can't then? You know, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to be able to hear how they really get to heaven know, and say, right. please sing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, and, and hopefully that's something we will get to experience. Like, I mean, what did, when, when somebody wrote this, when David wrote this, you know, there was a melody. And sometimes there's even a few songs that say, Psalms, I just, you can interchangeably use those words to some degree. And it'll say, to the tune of lilies. You, you know, that right, psalm, I can't right. remember what it is, but, you know, throughout history, there have been lots of melodies that people have rewritten words to, you know, like we know, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. And that was before Beethoven used that in his symphony, which was in German. That melody already existed. I don't even know all the history to it, but that that's happened over and over again. So, you know, what did they sound like? And I guess one of the things, sorry, this is like a little music history. No, it's perfect. We used to have an oral tradition. You know, sometimes we sit and think, how could somebody have remembered this? But one trick that people have still used to this day to try to remember something is to put it to a melody because a melody is going to stick in your mind. A rhythm that goes with that melody is going to stick in your mind. So, you know, when you, like, for instance, when you read the Psalms of Ascents that start at 120, the Jewish pilgrims coming to the to Jerusalem three times a year mm-hmm. literally would have known, like, all of those Psalms. Now, did they have them written down? I, I don't know. I bet most of them couldn't even read, so I don't right. know if that would have been helpful. Mm-hmm. So it was an oral tradition, you know? It was the speaking, or in this case, the singing that would, like, you know, and then imagine all those deep truths about the Lord that we're experiencing because we know this music in the form of a song. Which leads me to kind of my, I think, most important point about all of this is, y'all, these are for us to sing. You know, they're Mm -hmm. not just for us to read. They're not just for us to talk. They're for everybody to sing. You know, the idea of praising the Lord through psalm is it's not something where it's a spectator sport, where we find like great basketball players that are going to play in the NBA and we're all going to go pay big money to go watch them. That's, that's like a modern day concept with music. That's maybe even an Americanized concept in music that there are these stars out there. You know, Chris Tomlin is just this great worship leader and songwriter, and he is. But that I'm going to go pay to see him in concert or pay to go see, I don't know, Casting Crowns or somebody like that. that that's all great. But that's not, you know, that's not what we're being 
you know, told to do when, when it says sing praises to God, sing praises, that's for you, that's for me. That was for all of those people to do collectively. Um, so, you know, sometimes you could mistakenly kind of get the notion that music is just something you watch other people do, you know, and one, one of the, one of the kind of side blessings of the, of the pandemic, um, when we came back from being out and we were only able to do a little bit of music, but all of the music we were doing was, was intended for us to sing along. You know, mm -hmm. I was constantly trying to plan more congregational stuff because that's what we as the people of God need to do is is to sing praises to God. And I think that would have been completely natural, a normal part of life in the, the Jewish culture when these were written. Mm -hmm. Sing praises to God. Man, that that's good. I love that so much. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to keep teaching. <laughs> no? Okay. Like, no, I know. I, I just, um, so, you know, when I was just thinking about the, the tunes and stuff like that, and um, where you have mentioned before when you've seen me uh, singing out in the congregation, you're like, oh, you know, you want to come and sing or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. I, 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 I need lessons to sing in the shower. I mean, <laughs> I am that, that so awful I know on that I know because my kids have told me too it's not just me so <laughs> we all make a joyful noise uh, yeah but you know I'll just have to confess that um the louder the congregation is the more I'll actually sing mm -hmm. so I just wanted to just put that out there so yeah yeah and that's um that's one of the other things I just want to kind of share a couple thoughts about mm -hmm. um and several of those e-connects you mentioned I've tried to address a couple of these things because now again the music teacher in me I get so sad when I feel like there are people out there in our culture that, that don't feel like it's appropriate for them to do something musically. Okay, mm -hmm. so here's one more historical thought. We all think now about music, it's almost something that we collect. You know, like we have this Spotify playlist or we've downloaded this or this is on my phone or whatever. And so we have these recordings. You know, you, you can only go back a hundred some years and before that, there was no recorded music whatsoever. The only way that you were going to hear music at all was to hear it live and probably to participate in it live, you know? So this idea that like we, we just listen to music, that's a relatively recent thing, you know, when it comes to like right, history. Right. Um, so I feel like at times, you know, you'll, you'll see people who, you know, don't feel comfortable. It just don't feel comfortable singing with other people or in front of other people. And certainly we're not trying to advocate that everybody's supposed to stand up and do a solo, you know, and like be judged, you know, like it's right. some kind of singing competition or something like that. But I think that there are a couple natural barriers or obstacles that people, some people may need some encouragement to overcome. Um, so one of those obvious ones is I don't have a good voice, or I can't carry mm -hmm. a tune, or I don't, you know, I don't have a nice What's tone. What's that saying? I, don't, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> the only instrument I can play is the radio. <laughs> right. Oh, I play spoons. You put spoons. I'll do that pretty good, actually. Cool. I think we've got a piece coming up that we're going to really? need some spoons. Count me yeah. in. <laughs> I'm going to come to you for my spoon phone. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's um, so much our listeners just learned about me, too. I'm just like, oh, boy. Jody Aiken, spoon. <laughs> it's going to be on the label. Um, but really, though, you know, we um, we we tend to judge ourselves today mm -hmm. again by some of those things that we've heard recorded. 
So, you know, who's making recordings? You know, people who are at the extreme upper end of like natural ability and all the work they've probably put in and the training that they've done for their voice. So when you listen to a song on the radio, you know, you're listening to somebody who's in like the upper 0.001% of talent. And then what? You sit there and judge yourself against that? It's no, it's no wonder why you might say, oh yeah, I don't really have a great voice. Guess what? I don't have a great voice. Like you said before, you see me singing and playing piano. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those things are what I was ever trained (laughs) to do. I was a saxophone player. There's quite a few people at Englewood that have probably heard me play saxophone at some point. I haven't done it in a while because I'm kind of busy with these other things. But I'll tell you, I had to get over this. So hopefully this will encourage somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I almost never sing a solo. I was I don't just know getting ready to that. say oh, that. Wow. I'm getting I ready. Really didn't think about that. I'm yeah. getting ready to do one just in a couple of weeks, which for me is kind of like a big deal because as much as I do, I love to stand up and lead us because, you know, it's not, I'm not, I'm not trying to entertain anybody here when, when we do worship. And the only reason, like, I kind of have to be the loudest one because I'm leading it, you know? Right. But I don't have the best voice. Most of the people in the choir and the praise team have better singing voices than I do. You know, it's not about my singing voice. You know, it's not about some kind of natural timbre in my voice or I can't always hit all the high notes. You know, if you listen close enough, I trip over words. I I make mistakes, you know, just like anybody does. And in fact, a lot of those people that you listen to on the radio and the recordings, they make mistakes, too. But they're not in the recording because, of <laughs> course, right. they did it like 17 times. Right. And they it, edited it. Right. Yeah, and they right. edited it and they used all those computer things. And, mm-hmm. of course, it sounds perfect. All the music we listen to on the radio always sounds perfect. So if, we, if we're if we going to use that as a standard, like we're never going to match up to that, you know. Right. Um, so, you know, all of us have a voice. And you know why it's perfect for us? Because it's the voice God made for us. That's right. You know, it's the voice we have. And it says in Psalms that the rocks will cry out if we don't. I don't know what rocks sound like, you know, (laughs) but we are God's one creation that is actually capable of musical sound. The other things are kind of illusions. You know, the birds don't really sing like they're not composing. That's just the natural sound that they make. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't call the dog barking singing the way we do the birds because the bird song is prettier than the dog. But it's, you know. That's so cool. Yeah, people yeah. are Bird singing. Can, yeah. yeah, I know. I, know. Um, yeah. I, I found a quote. I thought this would be a perfect time to share. It's from uh, Charles Spurgeon, just kind of off of what you're talking about. Uh, it says, Doth not all nature around me praise God? If I were silent, I should be an exception to the universe. Doth not the thunder praise him as it rolls like drums in the march of the God of, the God of armies? Do not the mountains praise him when the woods upon their summits wave in adoration do not the lightning write his name in letters of fire hath not the whole earth a voice and shall i and shall i can i silent be i mean Mm. is that just not i I love the poetic Mm. sense Mm -hmm. of of what he shared right there the 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 rocks will cry out and Mm -hmm. that's one thing i i I do find freedom in in singing and uh when when you're leading in worship because there is that sense that um I can't be silent, exactly. you know, right. but, but the level of how I, you know, how, how loud I am that I, I, I'm okay with that. But, um, <laughs> one, one little thing that, uh, so 
to really hone in on worship and, and that it's about God, my favorite thing to do really is to close my eyes mm. and just remove all the distractions around me and just focus on the Father and really from my heart of hearts sing to Him. And um, we can easily and so easily just sing with no emotion and just be numb at it and forget um you know who we're, who we're singing, singing to, to. Right. we're just mm-hmm. kind of singing and saying the words mm-hmm. and um there there's no glory in that no. you know it's it's about the heart song absolutely yeah and if you listen to the words and this is you know singing solos and everything and and i mean I'm, I'm nervous when I'm up there. But there was a lady that came um, to our church many years ago when we were at the other old campus. And she came to do, I, I can picture her face. I can't think of her name. I'm good with faces. Um, and she said, um, because she kept looking up, and she says, I, I know maybe some of y'all are wondering why I keep looking up and I'm not looking at y'all, the audience. She said, I don't mean anything by this, but I have an audience of one, mm. and it's Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, and that's why I look up. And, you know, I went home that night, and I actually asked the Lord for forgiveness because I felt like, wow. I get And I get nervous, but that's human. Right. But it was prideful. I, I, I think I was singing to everybody else, and it's like, no, I'm not. I'm singing to the one who created me, right. who gave me this voice. And it just gave me a different... Um, when I'm up there singing, it gave me a difference of, of how I sing mm-hmm. because I'm not singing. And, you know, some people think, you know, people are up there getting emotional or whatever, but there are times that you just cannot sing without hearing those words and knowing those words and knowing what he's done inside your heart mm-hmm. with maybe what you're singing about and there not be any emotion um, because, I mean, and he put that in us. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, you know you can tell there's a difference from performance and worship Mm -hmm. true worship and and i know um for for you guys and when when i'm watching and participating in the worship that's led at the church the the more i see you guys tune in and really really with your heart connected with god and worshiping it then and it lends me to i want what they've got and for me to make sure I'm I'm praising and worshiping my Father, and that I keep that focus. So it really it's 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 contagious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, worship and or the other is contagious. Well, I don't want to ever be about about me up right. there. In fact, right. if I could, right. I would sing behind a curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, because I did that one time years ago, I sang at um, a funeral. This is mm. many, probably twenty four, five, six years ago, and it was at a, a place where. Um, you you actually sung behind this little area and at first I was like okay that's weird but then I was like wow that's great because nobody they're focusing on what I'm singing on the words Mm -hmm. yes and they're hearing Mm -hmm. they're not looking at me and that really gave me a different view and I'm like Lord and so honestly before I sing ever I'm I'm back behind there praying Lord empty Kim of Kim don't let people Mm -hmm. see me Um, you sing through me because it's you and let me praise you, and um, you're my, you're my audience. Mm-hmm. It, it does so. make the, a huge difference. You know, Dwight uh, L. Moody said, "I don't care where it is, what part of the world it's in. If we have a praise church, we'll have successful mm-hmm. Christianity." Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, good? what Kim was just saying, and and of course, now I'm a little biased, but I think my wife has an absolutely gorgeous, oh my beautiful oh, voice. Yes, and she's guarding against that which would be pride. 
right? Mm -hmm. um, and just, I don't want it to be about me. And that if they don't even see me, that's great. So, you know, wrapping up the thing I was saying a minute ago about like sort of judging your voice, like that, it can be pride the other way too, mm -hmm. you know, like my voice isn't good enough. Because here it is. At the end of the day, it's not about. Hey, he just about... called me out. He just said I'm kind no, of proud. No, no, actually, I did not. yes. <laughs> well, we can we it can all. We but can you all admit that you sing, though. You admit yeah, that do, you sing. I do. I do. That's right. I do. <laughs> but but the point is that it's it's not about our voices at all. Like mm -hmm. we're, we sing right. because we can't be silent. We sing because he's good. We sing because we want to tell and praise him. But no matter how good or bad my voice is, it doesn't make him any better. He's already as good as he could possibly mm -hmm. be. Isn't that good? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just us doing what we're created to do. We're created to give him mm -hmm. glory. Mm -hmm. And we're told over and over again in the scriptures that one of the main ways that we do that is to sing praises to him. So, yeah, I love that. You know, yeah. That is good stuff. Yeah. So, um, one of the other barriers, um, that I, you know, sometimes I'll hear people talk about is like the music itself, right? So we're doing like a new song and I don't know all the words. Now there's definitely some truth to that, that you're, you know, you're going to become more comfortable with a song, but here's a deep thought. Everything was new once. Every song was new once. So I happen to have It Is Well With My Soul sitting up here, <laughs> right? And this was written in the 1800s. And wow. the song Because He Lives was copyrighted in 1971. Um, they were new when they were written. And the first time somebody did that in a congregation, the congregation didn't know the words. They didn't right. know the tune. They had to learn it too. The Bible in Psalms many times says sing to him a new song. You know, So there's this idea of... The creative process and once again like i love what you shared with us a minute ago about how all creation points to him all creation praises him all creation gives him praise through the sounds that they make and everything but like man once again is like his special creation mm -hmm. and being created in his in his image makes us creative love that yeah that's sharp right that's and so yeah. this artistic expression this is just one aspect of god's character that like people do it doesn't mean that every person out there is supposed to create a new song but like if you're like at home and you're just like praise the lord and you're so awesome god you know like <laughs> you're, you're singing to him a new song you right, know and right. you could sing that just as well as you could say it out loud i make up words all the yeah, time yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know new old yeah sure we get more comfortable with an old song the mm -hmm. same way an older pair of shoes is more comfortable to sing but so, you know, again, just because a song is new, you know, nobody's going to judge you when you're tripping over the tune to the brand new song. Just just give it a try. Mm -hmm. And another thing with that, too, is like, you know, sometimes we fall into these ruts about like, well, I like this style of music or I like this tempo of music or I like when the music isn't too loud or isn't too soft. But there again, it's it's about him. It's mm -hmm. about glorifying him. And if, you know, if the lyrics are centered on him and they're allowing us to express our our thanks, our, you know, standing in awe of him or our appreciation or stories about the great things he has done, as long as they're focused on him, mm -hmm. you know, we can yeah, give I him think glory if we, through if we it. really um, consider the words that we are singing and we're singing a new song and um, it does make an impact in, in the heart worship mm -hmm. that, that you, you have. So, no, that's good. 
That's good. One of um, my favorite things that you've written, Mark, um, you made a statement. I'm just going to quote you here. The main point is not our enjoyment. It's his worthiness. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I've, um, I don't know how to put this. I've heard people say this phrase, and I don't want anybody to feel like I can never say that to Mark Stuffer again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They'll say this. Oh, I love that song. I can really worship through that song. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with, like, you really like that song. Uh-huh. You know, but here's the thing. Like, if you really catch this, God's the same awesome worthy God when mm-hmm. you're singing a song you don't like. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No, I know, I know, I know what you mean, but mm-hmm. yeah, I've, 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 I've witnessed that too. There's even in, in myself, there's, there's just certain words or certain tempos that does a stirring up in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I admit that some, some songs I, I feel, um, just more of a heart connection with than other songs and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily that um that there's a distance between my my heart motives to worship but there's there's that it's that tune it makes me think of when I go step on my back porch and I hear the birds chirping when I hear them chirping there's something my I just calm down mm-hmm. there's just this peace sure. that kind of comes mm-hmm. over me but if I walk outside and there's a dog barking I'm going to be on alert. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there right. sounds um, exactly evoke a different mm-hmm. emotion in, in me. So I'm defending myself right now. So <laughs> <laughs> from the but, comment, while yeah, no, that's good. That's good. So um, this has been such a rich, rich conversation, and I just want to thank you both so much again for coming in thank and sharing with us and. Um, I just think we're going to have to have you back and, <laughs> and let, let Carolyn in on the conversation too. Um, but to wrap this up, uh, I want to close this in prayer, if that's all right. Okay. Father God, thank you for um, just so much that we can glean from uh, what you have placed on Mark and Kim's heart and, and the way that you uh, have raised them up in your in your word and in, in song and in psalms, Lord, the way that... Uh, you have ministered to them and has poured out to minister back to us. So thank you uh, for using them as your hands and feet. Thank you that um, you have given us this this desire in us uh, that you created that glorifies you and that's to worship you and, and to speak glory and exalt you in all of our ways and days. And and, and wherever we're at, rather we're in a congregation, we're in the car listening to the radio, we're, we're humming around the house. May, may our heart be consistently bent towards yes. you and mm-hmm. what comes out of our mouths uh, that would be edifying and glorifying to you, Father God. And Lord, thank you for who you are, that you never change, and that you are worthy of our praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I just want to put one plug in uh, for our listeners. Um, if this has been encouraging to you, if you want to, uh, uh, if, if this has uh, provoked a question that you might have for the two of these that are with us today, please feel free to email us. Um, as I said earlier, hfc at inglewoodbaptist.com. And also, uh, if this has been an encouragement to you, we would be so honored if you share this podcast with someone else. And also leave us a review that helps um, this podcast get out there to more uh, listeners that are looking for an encouragement word that is bathed in the word. So 
Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for joining us today. We know there are other podcasts to listen to, and we are humbled that you chose Hopefield Conversations. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe. If you found our conversations helpful, or if you would like to share comments with Jody or Carolyn, you may email them at hfc at englewoodbaptist.com. If you need to talk with a pastor at our church, please email next at englewoodbaptist.com. Once again, thank you for spending time with us today.